Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. Have you ever thought of yourself being in the business of people? What do I mean by that? I mean, if your job or your career had something to do with picking people up, encouraging people, um, and doing that all the time, and never, ever, 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 ever get tired of it. I think if we are all honest, every now and again we get tired. You know? I am so encouraged this morning because God never gets tired of me. That God is gracious, He's loving, He's patient, He's always got more in the bag, reserves, to deal with Chris. Because Chris is just going to have one of his moments. And that God is in the business of building people. I think it's tremendous that God loved us even though we were dead in our sins. The Bible says, though we were dead in our sins, that God pursued us with His love. That God will find a way to find us, minister to us, talk to us, tell a Christian to connect with us, and tell us about how much He still loves us and wants us. title of today's message is, I am not done yet. That means you are not done yet. You're not the finished product. I am not the finished product. We are still on a journey. Can someone say an amen? Do you recognize you're on a journey? Yeah? Does that journey get a little bit rocky at times? Does our journey get a little bit um, turbulent and, uh, you know, occasionally get some flat tires on that journey? Don't you hate having to stop on the side of the road and change your tires when you've got a full boot? I don't know, I just, that comes into my mind now. That's just, that's just one of my worst nightmares. You know, I both have a few stories of breaking down in general. Like on a main roundabout in the Medway towns, in the middle of school runs. And made the radio. The police stands up, everybody turns up. People putting their face out of the, of the window, giving advice. Like, get rid of his car. 
you know, things like that. But we are on a journey, guys. We are always, it's good to remember that we are on a journey, that we are not yet arrived. I am not done yet. And I want to go to the book of Hebrews this morning, Hebrews chapter 12. And the Bible says, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking to Jesus. I want also to read the Passion Translation. And he says this. We look away from the natural realm. And I want you to hear this. We look away from the natural realm. And we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us. And who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12.2 Looking unto Jesus. I'm not going to bore you this morning with the Greek and the Hebrew, but the Greek word there, looking unto Jesus, means this. Means gazing at Him and looking away from everything else. Gazing at him, looking away from everything else. I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at multitasking. Who's good at multitasking here? All the girls put their hands up. All the blokes go to sleep. Terrible at multitasking. And here, I'm glad the Bible actually do not encourages me to multitask. It says, look unto Jesus. Gaze in his eyes. Look unto him. Because if you look unto him, you're not going to be distracted with all the other things that's happening in your life. And just in case, by the way, if you think, What's happening in your life? One day it's all going to go away and everything's going to be rosy. You are mistaken. I just want to get that out there quickly. Just in case you're wondering that your tomorrow will be much better. It will not if you are affecting and demonstrating the kingdom of God on earth. And every believer has been called to demonstrate the kingdom of God in earth, in you, 
in you, in you, in me, lies the kingdom of God. How amazing is that? Everywhere you go, people you touch and speak, you carry the presence of God. Isn't that an awesome privilege? Can I get an amen? Is that a privilege? So wherever there is darkness, wherever you go, you bring the presence of God. You affect and influence the environment that is around you. Because of what you carry, not because of who you are, but what you carry. So, I want to encourage you this morning, no matter what's happening and going on into your life, the enemy is trying to get your eyes off the gaze of the Master and onto your natural circumstance. So the Bible here says that he is seated. He's seated at the right hand of God. Let me tell you, let me ask you this. Who else is seated at the right hand of God? Who else is seated in heavenly places? We are seated in heavenly places. Servant group, we've been doing uh, Ephesians, so they should know that. Ephesians chapter 1, they says this, I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means I am with Him. He is at the right hand of God and I am with Him. When you are going through your turmoil, when you are fixing that tire, when that journey is going rough, whatever you are facing and going through, you are seated. It doesn't come up a point where we actually get demoted from sitting in the heavenly places. Oh, Stu, you know, you're not going well today. You're not having such a good day. So you just, right at the back of the queue, son, you've got to work all the way back in. It'll take you maybe a couple of decades and then you can walk your back way up to the... No, it doesn't work that way. And yet in our mind, sometimes we think like that. Just because I have a rough day and I have a tough day, I'm right at the back of the queue because I haven't yet performed well. Where and when was performance anything to do with it? And he did it in such a way that no man will ever boast. No man can say, you know, I did this all by myself. I worked this out all by myself because of my ability and skills and determination and hunger and desire. I did this. No, it was by grace through faith. So no man can boast. Nobody can be in such a place to say that I made it through my own esteem. First of all, our faith was founded. He says here, he said he is what? <clears throat> the founder of our faith. 
Okay, the moment you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, He founded your faith. He became that foundation of your faith. I am glad that I've been in the in the in the in the industry of construction, not totally construction, but I have an idea. I'm glad that God is not me, you know, because and God is not some builders that I know. You ever watch this program on telly? Um, what is it called again? Night, nightmare builders or rogue traders? Rogue traders. Goodness me. Shocking. I know nothing about construction, but even now I look at it and think, something wrong with that beam. But God did something spectacular in our lives. He's the one who established the foundation of your faith. Did you know that? Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. And he says this. I am crucified with Christ and nevertheless I live. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. The faith of the Son of God. Have you been in a place where you think, oh, my faith is not good enough? Have you been there? Where you feel, I am not strong enough, I'm not believing strong enough, I'm not standing firm enough, I'm not, I'm not praying hard enough, I haven't got anything inside and I feel empty. Let me tell you something, that God do not do things half-heartedly. That you have got the faith of the Son of God. Even though just like a mustard seed inside, it's got the power to germinate and produce fruit and grow and expand and produce stuff that will be incredible. So he's the founder of your faith. The foundation of your faith, guys, didn't come from any man. Do not come to a place whereby you think, you know what, I'm not going to attend church because, you know, the pastor didn't say hello to me this morning. Can I say, can I say something? Can I be bold enough to say something? The pastor didn't found your faith. Is that okay to say that? That the leader didn't found your faith. He was not the founder of your faith. The Christian people around you, your brothers and sisters, however good they are, they didn't found your faith. The foundation of your faith in founding Christ. And I'm so glad because... He is not getting off the throne anywhere soon. Or anytime soon, he's not coming off. 
He, he's not looking to be demoted. He's seated at the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He is not just the founder. And that's where it becomes a little bit more interesting. It says here, he's the perfecter of my faith. Oh Lord, I, I am happy the way I am. Have you said that sort of prayer? I'm happy the way I am. I'm saved. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the journey. I don't want trouble. You know, I just want to enjoy the journey. I want to uh, mind my own business. I want to just chill and enjoy the journey. Why is it, Lord, I always invite problems? And some people even say, oh, I've got one of them faces. Have you got one of them faces? I think I've got one of them faces. I've got one of them faces. People always come and tell me their trouble. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. People stop me on the road and tell me all their woes. I don't want to know. And people just emptied their life story. He's the perfecter of my faith. Next slide, please, Dan. The perfecter of my faith. He is changing me and growing me. He's growing that mustard seed. And all these things that happens to me is there to make me better. Right at the beginning, I said that God is in the business of changing us. He's in the business of people. He never gets tired of it. He deals with our tantrums. He deals with our impatience. He deals with our anger. He deals with the moment where we are We don't even know who we are. He picks us up. He dusts us off. He uses a bit of polished cloth and off we go again. Why? Because God is the perfecter of our faith. He's in the business of perfecting your faith every single day, every single minute, and every single moment of your life. And you know who he will use? He'll use those people you don't like. He uses those people that gets on your nerves. Is that only me that got these people? Uses people that irritate you. He uses people that gets under your skin. He uses people that rattle your cages. 
He'll use every situation, every circumstance. Why? Because He is perfecting your faith, without which our faith will not grow. We heard it from Megan this morning. We are people of comfort. That's what we default to. That's what we drive ourselves to. We'd like comfort. We'd like to pick a corner and sit there. But until we realize that God is a perfecter of us because He is in the business of people, we will get upset forever because we will not be able to understand the process. There's a process that goes on and is going on every day. And that process is just making you more like Him. More, making me more like Him every single day. And yet we get it wrong, we make mistakes, we fall. All these things happen. But He doesn't give up on us. I would. Because I don't have that level of faith. I don't have that level of patience. I don't have that level of commitment. But he perfects every day. He's working every day. He's changing us every day. In the moment of weakness, that's when he's working most. He's dealing with the stuff most. He's working in the background most. We have a tendency to move to the natural. We have a tendency to work in the natural. But his word this morning is trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding Logic, whatever makes sense, whatever way you want to interpret it. Trust is blinded. Somebody who is blind, trust in these walking dogs. Bev is laughing. Tell her why. Later on, ask her why she's laughing. She'll tell you. These people trust in these dogs. They can't see anything. Close your eyes for a moment. That's how you would be if you were blind. No logic ain't going to help you. 
No understanding is going to help you. If we want to learn another level of trust, this is it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the other scripture I have for us is this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Not what you see. Not how you feel. Not your reasoning or your logic or your understanding. All of that made no sense before. The walk of faith. Our natural being and our natural mind will always be drawn to the natural. But there, this is God's realm. And every time you forget this, close your eyes at home. And you are in God's realm of the one that doesn't walk by sight but walk by faith. Ephesians 2.8 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is merely the gift of God. So I want to encourage you on your journey. However rough, however unpredictable, however imperfect, whatever you may be feeling, whatever you may be facing. Romans 8.28 always kicks in. What does Roman 8.28 says? Come on, scholars in the house. That somehow, some way, he'll find a way to perfect your faith through it. And you'll come out smelling like roses on the other side. Until you face the next journey. Until you are on the next path. All things work together for good. Some of you who's just waiting to get old so that you can have a break just give up now it doesn't stop right Ted 
because we haven't yet arrived until we meet him in glory. But through your turmoil, through your toughness, through your difficulty, through your chaos, he used all of that in such a way that he will bless people anyway. <laughs> no matter what the enemy tries to pull us down, make us quit, make us give up. That God is the master of turning things around. Just close your eyes. I want to pray. I want to pray for you. You can just, if you want, just um, put your hand up whilst I pray. Lord, I just thank you that you saved us for a purpose, that the purposes of God for our lives are a yes and amen. No matter what we face and what we go through, is a surprise to you, Lord. You are working in the background. I pray for a level of trust that we find not easy. I pray you teach us how to trust you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That we will not lean our own strength, understanding, wisdom, logic, trust you. We'll trust that you'll make way. We'll trust that you'll provide. Even though the circumstance seems impossible and we face a dead end and there is nowhere to go. If you can make manna fall from heaven, you can open the Red Sea you can make iron float if you can cause Lazarus to be raised from the dead if you can walk the people of Israel out of Egypt from slavery if you can A young boy called David killed Goliath, if you can. Choose the foolishness things of this world to confound the wise. If you can do all that, you're able to do more, even more. So we trust in you today. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Are you encouraged? Is he working in your life or is just that's just me? Oh, no.